Wait a minute, I hear something. just watched one of the most entertaining, crazy, and offensive movies I think I've ever seen. Uh, I kind of knew what I was getting into, right? Because I, I know what the black exploitation uh, film era was. And uh, I'd never seen this one before. We are going to be talking about the... Uh, the uh, very fun and unusual Petey Wheatstraw from 1977. By the way, this is Dr. Movie. If you don't know that already, you clicked on this link, so surely you know that by now. But uh, we do, uh, I, well, I say we. There's just me and nobody else, but I'm, uh, well, I have guests from time to time. Great guests. Better podcasters than myself. Uh, but I'm doing, uh, you know, reviewing movies while I drive back and forth to work or wherever I'm going at the time. So, uh, see, if you hear background noise, that's why. Because my studio is the cab of a car. Matter of fact, it's a GMC Acadia at the moment. Uh, yes, Petey Wheatstraw, 1977 comedy slash horror. Um, yeah. Uh, it totally caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> uh, this movie is also known as Petey Wheatstraw, The Devil's Son-in-Law. <laughs> so that's kind of an interesting thing that happens here. Let's see. Um, here's this synopsis. We got hoping for a grandchild. The devil sends his minions to find um, the man which is Petey Wheatstraw, who promised to marry his, his uh, ugly daughter. <laughs> I can't believe that's the synopsis. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in a nutshell, but there's a whole thing that leads even to that that's what makes this movie so awesome. Uh, let's see, things to know. Hey, this is something different. Things to know. It got a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow. That's actually impressive. But it doesn't surprise me. Because uh, this movie is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not worried about the budget. Is there a why to watch for this? Yes. Why to watch. Funny, absurd, and bizarre. That, Yeah, that's, that's exactly what this movie is. Because there's just choices in this that you're just going... We didn't really think this through, did we? But that's okay. It's all right. Uh, let's see what else. Unflinchingly ridiculous, uh, over-the-top hilarity. The theme song is great. Is is great a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. It, it's it's so ridiculous but so entertaining at the same time. Actually, this film, the uh, low budget and silly, though it may be completely enjoyable 
for all kinds of reasons. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make sense that this would be as fun as it is, but it really is. This movie's a lot of fun. Who we got in the cast? Well, you only need to know one person, and that's the great Rudy Maymore. Uh, Rudy Ray Moore. I said it backwards. Um, sorry, just waking up here. Rudy Ray Moore, uh, Dolomite. I mean, what else you need to know? And really, this character, it's just kind of a continuation of that character because for the most part, it's kind of the same, except you get a backstory of him being born. Uh, and he speaks in rhyme like Muhammad Ali. Uh, this has got every black exploitation trope you expect. Uh, uh, there's way too much watermelon stuff in this. You know? Uh, I can let it slide with maybe one, but man, they they did not hold back. <laughs> and uh, I'll try to explain, I guess. Uh, it starts off with Rudy, Maymore, Rudy Raymore or Petey Wheatstraw being, I, I guess he's in hell. And he's doing a rhyme of who he is and why he's all that, right? And um, it goes back to him being born. And when he's born, he comes out, he's already like a 10 or 11-year-old kid. <laughs> and uh, not to mention the mom passes a watermelon first, and then he comes after. Uh, again, it's just like, you know, uh, it's a different time. I get it, right? And you got to remember, the majority of people that went to see these movies were the black community. So maybe even they thought it was funny at the time. So there you go. Um, and then it goes into him being a kid, uh, getting bullied at school, getting picked on. But he would take on like all the kids by himself so he wasn't afraid to fight. And a grown man sees him getting beat up by a bunch of kids, so he takes him under his arm and teaches him kung fu, of course. Because everybody fights in kung fu in this movie. You gotta love that aspect of this, too. I mean, again, it's just none of those things they throw in there. Like, you know what black people like? Kung fu. Watermelons and kung fu. <laughs> man. Uh, but yeah, he learns kung fu, and for his training, he's busting watermelons and chopping them up with samurai swords and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, his sensei teaches him wisdom, right? So you kind of take that along with you. And then it goes to the point to where he decides what he wants to do with his life, and that's to be a stand-up comedian, which totally makes sense, right? Right! So this movie is about a, a grown man who was taught kung fu who was born as an 11-year-old child uh, to, to be a stand-up comedian. And <laughs> this story rotates around this other group of guys, a couple of businessmen, who are going to have this big shindig, a big show, and they've got this guy named Mr. White to, uh, to financially back this venture. And he's warning them the whole time, if, if you don't make a return on this, we're going to be breaking some legs, right? So, they, you know, it's the evil white guy, you know. And uh, so the two guys, are, their names are like Willie and Skillet or something, Willis and Skillet or something like that. 
I done forgot. And, uh, you know, they tried to pick a date where nothing else is going on in the city, and they didn't know it, but Petey Wheatstraw was coming into town and doing a stand-up, which Petey, he's, he's, a, he's a successful stand-up guy. And this leads to them trying to stop his show. And, you know, these two other guys that, you know, are trying to put on this other show have a whole gang, you know, of, of black, you know, mobsters, gangsters, whatever you want to call them, to go out and do their business. So they decide to go out and, and uh, try to scare the, the owner of the, the comedy club out of business and all this stuff. And in the process, one of their guys, who's got a big scar across his face, goes up to the one of the owner's house. I don't know if he's necessarily the owner, but uh, goes up and they get in a scuffle out in the front yard of his house and one of the guys pulls out a gun and shoots uh, the owner's brother who's only you know he's a little kid probably 10 years old or so so here you go you get this set up right so eventually they they had the funeral for the little boy and while they're having the funeral and they're carrying the casket outside to put it in the hearse these bad guys come out again and just mow them all down i mean shoots everybody that's there with a machine gun like an old style <laughs> gangster machine gun and kills them all, even Petey Wheatstraw, who's there, right? And while all the bodies are laying there, you see this guy come stumbling through there, through all the bodies, and he finds Petey and says, Petey, you can get up now, and it's the devil. So the devil brings him back alive and uh, tells him that he'll work out a deal with him. He'll let him get revenge on these folks if uh, if he'll marry the devil's daughter which you never really see her until the very very end of the movie but uh <laughs> and he the devil shows him a picture of it, and he's like oh no uh-uh no i no uh, that ain't happening and uh because she's obviously very ugly and uh <laughs> i mean it's just funny you would think well if the devil's got these powers couldn't he just make her look good even if she really don't you know or couldn't she do that if she's the devil's daughter who knows but uh so he gives him the chance to go back and he gives him a, a cane right i mean a, a walking cane that's got almost as much power as the devil has so Peter Wheatstraw has this cane that he can go around and use to defeat these people and uh, again, they all think he's dead. And of course, when he pops back up, they're all like, ah, you know, because he's still alive. And uh, he ends up <laughs> going to this big shindig while they're having it. And it's just like modern problems, which I need to do on this show, where Chevy Chase has got the powers, where he got the toxic waste dumped on him. Because while the show's going on, they're making things happen to the, the acts on stage, right? Making them say things they shouldn't say. This one lady comes out to sing, he makes her voice mess up and her wig fly off and her clothes fly off. You know, it's <laughs> it's fun. And Rudy's, you know, I say Rudy. Uh, Petey's out here in the crowd just with that cane and he's making things happen. And after he does this and he ruins their show and knows that they're done for, he starts using the cane for good. 
he goes out on the streets. He's going out, you know, in the ghetto, and he's and he's fixing things. He's making people happy. It's it's giving people money. It's uh, keeping people from, you know, doing bad things. He saves a kid. He almost gets ran over by a car. So he's using this cane. He's going around and doing all this stuff, which is, it's so much fun. And he's feeling good about it. And uh, then he starts trying to figure out a way to back out on this deal with the devil. So they decide, hey, we'll go find us a wino, and we'll take him, and we'll, we'll, you know, kind of put him under, and we'll put a mask on him that looks just like Petey Weedstraw. And when the devil comes and takes him, he won't know any different. <laughs> and again, I'm going, this is the plan? <laughs> so that's what they do. They find this drunk guy, and they just come up and inject him with something on the street, throw him in the trunk of the car, and he's a big, hefty guy. He don't even look like the same as Petey Wheatstraw. And, uh, which is, I mean, all of it's just, it's just hilarious. And, uh, and he tells the devil, hey, when you come to pick me up, I'm going to be meditating. So I'll be out of it. I probably won't say a thing, but that's okay. Just go ahead and take me, and, uh, and I'll be ready to go. So, you know, again, they injected this guy so he'll stay knocked out. And uh, two of the, the minions, I, I'm going to say the demons, show up, which is hilarious, too, because all these demons that work for the devil, they're all dressed like if you went and bought a devil's costume in the 70s where you're going to have, you know, a black leotard with red leggings <laughs> and a pair of horns that you put on across the top of your head, that, that's what all these people are dressed like. So, so you know, again, it's just, just, it's bizarre. So now you got them coming and picking up this person, putting them in the back of a Cadillac, obviously. And uh, while they're driving off, the, 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 the wino wakes up and pulls the mask off, and they instantly know they've been duped. And the devil knows he's been duped. So the devil comes himself to try to stop him. Oh, the devil comes earlier, too. He's jogging. <laughs> and, uh, and he says, hey, Petey, follow me. I got something for you. So he gives him a gift before their wedding night. And basically, he gives him this big bedroom and gives him about 20 women that all have horns on their head. And they're all in negligees. And he's like, here you go. This is for you for... You know, accepting my 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 request and going through with it. So obviously, you know, you're gonna see, you know, you don't see any of the sex, but you know what's going on. But of course, when he leaves, all the women are like down and out, shocked, and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're gonna remember Petey Wheatstraw." Uh, you know, again, kind of tying back into the Dolomite character. And uh, it's just ridiculous, y'all. But it's so fun to watch. Um, and obviously, at the end, the devil comes back, and it brings all of his demons with him. And Petey's almost as strong as the devil now because he's got that cane. And they go head to head. And he actually beats the devil in a phantasm kind of way, right? He, uh, 
uses the cane against him. They're fighting on a rooftop, and he ends up shocking him. He 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 does uh, he does a, a Luke Skywalker or a, a Darth Vader to uh, the Emperor type thing, right? Where he picks him up and throws him over the ledge, and he's caught on fire. When he hits the ground, he just disintegrates, and there's just an imprint on the ground and fire. So Petey thinks he's won, and his friends are down there supposed to be waiting on him, but the girl, they're, they're going to try to get out of there so the devil can't find them, which is kind of ridiculous. But uh, she makes the guys that are driving to go back to her house because she needs clothes and shoes and makeup. She can't she can't just run. You can't just go and buy new stuff. you you got to have all your stuff. So they leave. And when, and when uh, Petey Wheatstraw comes downstairs to get in the car with his friends, there's another Cadillac sitting there just like the ones that his friends are in. And he gets in it, and he starts checking it out. He said, I did it. We're out of here. And the devil's driving the car. And in the back seat, the girl is the devil's daughter. And she pulls back her veil, and you see her for the first time, and that's how it goes off. <laughs> Uh, again, super entertaining. Way more fun than I thought it was going to be. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, it's on Tubi. You can check it out. Uh, if you're not easily offended, I say you check it out. I mean, again, it's the 70s. So it was kind of anything goes at this point. But uh, this is actually a lot of fun. So give yourself a chance on this. Check it out. Let me know what you think. I give it a, I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Um, it's possibly a 4. And I could easily see myself watching this again, so that might work it up to a 4. But uh, that's all I got on this one. That's Petey Weedstraw, 1977. Go check it out for yourself. And, uh, hey, if you've got any requests for me to cover on this show, just let me know. I will do my best, my due diligence. All right, folks, that's it for me. We will check you later.